All right, what is going on, guys? It is time for a special episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. So if you guys read the title, you know what is going on. We have the Dakar rally that is coming up. And well, we are have got some riders. We have some riders that we need to be chasing as we head into this year's 2024 Dakar. Well, this year's 2023, right? But the 2024 Dakar coming in hot. So we are going to be chasing some ri- racers. Blech. Getting tongue-tied here. The coffee's wearing off. This isn't good. But we have got Mason Klein that is headed to Dakar, and he has got one heck of an effort behind him. So we're going to be spotlighting some of the companies that are supporting him and getting him to the Dakar rally. And today, well, we're going to talk about the most important part. Have you guys heard the episode with Willem Abinant? One of the most important parts about going to the Dakar Rally is figuring out what bike you're going to ride. So today, if you guys already heard the episode, we have spoken already before with Gary Goodwin of Cove Moto USA. We're talking to him again today. Getting some updates on what is happening with Mason and from the bike side and the bike effort side of it. So we'll be getting them on the phone here just shortly. Let's get uh, let's get things queued up. How's everybody doing? Are we ready? Are we ready for the Dakar? Drop the comments if you are listening on Spotify. So here's how it goes. If you're listening on Spotify, you can leave a Q&A. You can leave a show comment. You guys are already starting to do that. Greatly appreciated. I read all of them and I take them to heart. So if you're on Spotify, Tune in, listen on there, and then send us your questions, feedback. If you are on any of the other platforms, which honestly, most of the other platforms, Spotify is actually our smallest following. A little tidbit of information there. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Well, get in contact with us. Feel free to hit the DM on Instagram, and we're more than happy to reply back. And let's see. What do you guys want to hear on the show? Let's figure this out. All right, let's start turning down the party. And let's get Gary on the phone. There he is. Turn down the party a little bit more. Get that phone ringing. Hey, Victor, how's it going? Gary, doing well yourself? Doing good. Very nice. It sounds like you're on the road. I am, yeah. I'm just uh, on my way into the shop. I'll pull over here in a minute. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Good audio. Uh, busy man. Eh? You got a lot going on. It's been a lot of running around for sure, <laughs> but uh, I think we're making a little bit of headway, hopefully. Yeah, I see uh, I see. Mason's been on. Uh, Mason's been on the bike. He's testing the heck out of that thing. Yeah, so, yeah, we're excited. He should be heading over there. Gosh, when is he? Head? He's heading over there pretty soon, I think. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's kind of interesting because they moved the, I believe they moved it uh, a few days because yeah, everybody used to take off like the day before, the day after Christmas, and uh-huh. just to get over there and get their their bearings straight. So I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, I think they had, they had moved it a little bit. 
So let's talk, you know, this is, uh, so what we're doing, you know, obviously we're, we're rallying around Mason, you know, you guys and Cove Moto is a big, big, uh, part of this. I mean, in talking to Willem Avenant, that was the first thing he said. He's like, if you're going to go to Dakar, you got to figure out the bike first because they're not as easy to come by. Uh, so Mason, and obviously with you guys with Cove, that's, that's the big deal right now. And a lot of people talking, how's, uh, how's that relationship fostering? I mean, tell me, how did that even get started? (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure what transpired last year with, uh, Mason and, uh, Kobe, but, um, I do know that Zhang and some of the other, you know, Zhang doesn't speak English, but Zhang and through his translators and stuff like that. And last year I know they had some, just, you know, congratulatory and just conversations with Kobe just a little bit, uh, last year at Dakar. So they kind of knew up him mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I've spoke with the factory a little bit about it and, uh, you know, uh, he had some time. I can't remember where it was at. Was it in Brazil yeah. where he spent some time with, uh, with the Kobe street, the race team and, uh, you know, really got close with some of those guys. And Jesus is the guy who runs the the race team and for the, for the road bike team. And he, and he really liked kind of what he, the time that he had with them. And, uh, and then what was it a month or two months ago when he started talking about going to Dakar again. And, uh, I saw that and, uh, I'm not sure exactly how it all transpired. It kind of all just came about, but, um, I was talking, I, I saw that and I was talking with Kobe and at the same time trying to communicate with Mason, but for about a week, me and Mason hadn't been able to reach each other. And I guess during that same time, he had been kind of communicating with uh, some of the guys at Kobe. So it worked out really well because I think everybody collectively saw that he wanted to get there and uh, really kind of tried to make it happen. And so, um, you know, that's a lot of credit on the, on the, the guys in China at Kobe and then the little bit of communication I've had with Mason and, uh, his family. And it's awesome. It's, it's really working out good. And, nice. um, I think, you know, I was down there a week and a half ago, uh, with him just for a minute, dropping off the race bike so he could have something to sort of practice on. So he's practicing on, uh, Sunye's, uh, r- race bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the only one we had here available we had uh new bikes in the in the containers coming in but they were uh at a customs exam we finally just got those released the other day but nice. so anyway so he's been practicing on Sunye's race bike and uh he's excited about it he feels confident you know there's a lot of things up in the air because he'll be racing the the gen 2 bike the ex mm-hmm. which um you know that motor hasn't been around as long it hasn't done the rallies uh, i'm confident in the testing that they've been doing with it but you know anything can happen in dakar so uh i hope hopefully it works out well and you know regardless you know hopefully he has a good experience with it and the bike runs well and works well and i know you know me being selfish regardless of what happens it's still a bonus and a positive situation even if he were to not 
you know, if he were to find some flaws in the bike or whatever, I mean, that's all positive movement as far as the brand going forward and, uh, and that, but we certainly don't want him to go over there and have problems. So it's kind of nerve wracking, but I'm super pumped and he's super pumped and I think it's going to work out really well. Nice. So that's, you know, I mean, that, that's like you said, it, it is the Dakar, the Dakar is long enough to flush out you know all the little details the you know this should have been 10 newton meters instead of nine you know it it will flush all of these things out but something that that's as you're saying that so he's on right now he's on sune's uh race bike yes the one for sonora last year yeah sonora last year uh where else has that bike raced is that one of the ones that went to the dakar uh, no, that one hasn't. That was one that was okay. airshipped over here specifically for Sonora. Mm-hmm. And then we, we've just had it here, you know, the shop here in, in the States. And I've spent a little bit of time on it. It's had a few demos on it. It's had, uh, and then just him. So that's, yeah. And then another one of the race bikes is the one that uh, Mike Johnson rode there in Sonora and then took to Nora. That one's still down in uh, in uh, Baja with Daniel Velasquez. Got it. Nice. Yeah. I just, I, you know, it's, I, again, I'm, I'm, I continue to be impressed by the amount of miles, like the collective miles that are being put on these bikes. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I work for a company that's under a microscope, much like I think Covey uh, is under a microscope right now because, well, they're the new kid on the block. They're making the most sure. noise because of the price point, because of the bike, you know, it's a, an obtainable rally bike. And yet, yeah, the collective miles that are being put on these bikes, they're obvious, they're proving their worth, you know, which is amazing. I mean, that's, that's goes without say. So uh, like you, I mean, I'm excited to see how, uh, how Mason does on, on the gen two bike, aside from the engine, are there any other things that you've been privy to, like that you can share about changes on the gen two bike? Um, I mean, there's, there's lots of little changes. The main thing is the engine for sure, but there's some, there's some small bodywork changes, you know, uh, some of the, some of the things that they dealt with last year in Dakar and then, uh, Sonora were, uh, a fuel tank venting, uh, beefing up the clutch a little bit. So there's a lot of little things that they've learned that that's, that's definitely gone into it. Nice. Um, I, I, so far, I know of six guys that are on Coves that are riding in Sonora, including the the team, and then a couple other guys. But for the most part, I think most of the guys are riding the the Gen One bikes, mm-hmm. um, and that's partly just because the Gen Two is so new and not out yet. So, yeah, they they kind of wanted to mix that up a little bit in case there were problems with the Gen Two. At least they'd have a hopefully have some good finishing on the Gen One bikes. So. Mm-hmm. On the Gen 1, which, I mean, it's already, a, it's a known recipe, aside from all of the miles that it's done here in North America. Those bikes yeah. have already have already finished the Dakar, all three of them that race. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, nice. So, you're going to, are you, are you going to head out to the Dakar? Are you going to watch stateside? What's your, uh, what's your game plan? I wish I was heading over there, but I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, I checked into it kind of last minute and it's just not out of the. It's just not possible at this time, but I'm going to try to make it over to the next one for sure. Very nice. And so as far as, uh, just to keep it quick, but 
with the new bikes you like you just mentioned you just got a whole nother shipment of the of the rally bikes here stateside um are are we starting to see changes are there little things that are coming you know on it um uh, they've i'm trying to think if there's any little changes on it uh, i don't really think there's any little changes on the on the pro models they're they're basically the same they uh yeah, I haven't ha- haven't really seen any little changes on that those that they're doing. Nice. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, I mean they did some stuff from last year, from last Dakar, but that's been kind of uh, any of the changes that they have done. They started on those on some of the first shipments that we received in whenever that was June or July this mm-hmm. summer. So, yeah, yeah, I you know I still that's again another thing that's impressive to me is that like the willingness to work with you know the, with the feedback that they receive. You know, and, yeah. and and make changes quickly. I think that's the death of of big corporations. Is you know, it it takes you know literally an act of Congress sometimes to <laughs> to bring about change yeah. in there. And uh, so the the ones that end up paying for it are are the end user. You know, they yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, and again, I mean, I know you guys are under a microscope. You know, and and I'm happy to see that it's uh it's uh, proven a lot of people wrong. That's the best part about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of the models that are in the States now, I mean, I, I think I've only had like 10 of the pro models come through and then we just got a shipment of 35 of them, I think. Nice. So most of the models that have come through have been the standard models mm-hmm. and there's a couple hundred of those now. Um, and yeah, I mean, once they've been set up, right they've been they've been really good there's a couple little things that we do to them to um you know just make the fuel venting a little cleaner a little less restrictive when they get in the hot hot conditions that's when they were having problems with the the fuel venting and so we've done some things to correct that and you know set those up correctly on the on the setup and it's been working out really well um nice Okay. Yeah. I mean that, that I think is the, the big part of it. And I mean, there's, there's going to be people, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of traffic going, you know, going back and forth the I'll, I'll put obviously as usual, the, the links in the, in the description, when somebody gets uh-huh. one of these bikes, like I know, you know, we, we talked and as far as it coming in the crate, do you, do you guys have like a list of things to go over, like to do the, the PDI, the pre-delivery inspection, um, you know, what, what is that like? You know, if somebody orders one of these bikes from you guys and it gets shipped to their door, um, what's kind of the expectation? Like, what do you see, you know, crate wise, some of the things they need to do to it? Yeah. So we're trying to, we're trying to work it out. Um, so that it's simple and easy for the end user. There's a couple different ways, you know, one, we'll ship them through dealers and they'll set them up that way. And then the other one is where we're uh, establishing some different service centers where they can be shipped to a service center and set up with a guy who's, you know, been instructed and knows how to do it and stuff like that. Um, uh, if it's a, you know, where there's not a service center or a dealer in the area, then, then we can set them up here and test them and then ship them completely ready to go basically, or we can ship them to the, customer if they're you know somewhat knowledgeable on bike setup and things like that then we can help them kind of like you said the pdi and uh and give them the instructions on how to set it up and then we have our guys here on staff that are available 
phone call and and everything that way but yeah you know we don't want to we don't want to send a race bike or standard bike even for that matter just to somebody who's really not very able to set them up it's kind of creates liabilities and problems that way so Mm -hmm. try to try to make sure that they're you know qualified and set up and able to do it that way yeah i mean you know it's interesting it's it sounds uh to to the uninitiated that may sound like a bad thing like oh well i should be able to buy well yeah except i've seen uh, back in my BMW days, I've seen bikes show up where the axle on the rear was three or four millimeters off. The guy's telling me about how the brakes locked up twice on him on the way, you know, to San Diego. And I'm like, you know, what you think is common knowledge, you know, is like some, some people are more confident than they are knowledgeable. Yeah, it it is. (laughs) It's really interesting. I mean, you have guys who have been working on bikes their whole life, but they can't, quite figure out how to center the front wheel and the axle, you know, stuff like that. And yeah. so there's a lot, a lot of little, little, little details that you, you think people understand and can do, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bit more. Yeah. A, li- a little more entailed. So, I mean, I guess then the, the ideal situation is okay. Interested in, in the, in the bike, uh, over to the website, you know, get it ordered if you don't have a local dealer, but maybe reach out uh, to one of your local shops and maybe they can you know they're willing to take it in and do the pdi and then maybe get in contact sure. with you about that 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 would be the like the ideal route yeah definitely if there's a somebody is interested and they're not comfortable setting it up we're more than happy to work with whoever their local shop is and we can uh, can co- coordinate the setup fees and things like that and you know try to make it as seamless as possible nice yeah, the, I, you know, I really think that's awesome because it's it's a different uh, it's a different way of purchasing a bike, and I think that it works uh, will work really really well, you know. And yeah, so. yeah, I don't know how it is where you're at, but there's a lot of there's a lot of big shops, you know, franchise type shops that have really uh, bought up a lot of the mom and pop shops now, and sometimes those franchise big franchise dealers they want to treat it like a car lot and tack on all sorts of extra fees and different things and mm-hmm. there's a lot of consumers out there that you're tired of that i think and so you know it is a little different way of doing business especially in the motorcycle world but we're gonna go for that and see if, you know we want to support the local dealers who want to be involved in it but you know if there's not a local dealer then we we definitely want to be able to get the bikes to the consumers and work through service centers and their favorite local shops. So, Hey guys, what's going on? This is Victor with the chasing waypoints podcast. Hey, super quick. We have got some news for you guys. So Mira activewear, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the brand. You should be, you've seen their handiwork. If you've seen pictures of happy Dave and few of our other riders here in the States, but also in the Dakar rally, a lot of the top pros wearing their windbreakers, custom made uh, rally suits and things like that. They have been, phenomenal they are a very very high quality product awesome printing design team everything but the reason we're interrupting this episode is they have got a fundraiser and promotional raffle going on right now between now and february you want to get on over there so you can purchase a limited edition mira bandana set so three special designs that will get you entered into the contest for a grand prize of a full rally suit so 
check out all the rules and limitations, all that fun, you know, all that jargon. Get on over to the website. Link is in the description. And let's get back to the episode. Yeah, no, that's uh, to me, that's that's huge. I mean, the the shop that I worked for is is uh, was a mom and pop, you know, it was a small small shop and exactly like what you're saying. My parents formerly had an auto parts business, same thing. It was an independent. It wasn't like one of these big franchises. And yeah, it gets, it's interesting. It gets really difficult to compete with these big box stores, but then they go start doing that kind of stuff where, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you know, that front fender's got a special mud coating on it. You know, it's like 600 bucks, but you know, it, it won't fade in 50 years. So, you know, they just start coming yeah. up with all this crap that it's like, dude, it's not yeah. even... You know, and at the end of the day, people, the end user, I don't think see that as uh, as, oh, this is a, a, a dealership level thing. This might be a manufacturer level type thing or the or worse yet, the dealership yeah. blames it on the manufacturer. And then, you know, it just it's all negatives there from there. Yeah, it gets pretty convoluted sometimes. I, I bought a bike a couple of years ago, brand new street bike from a big franchise dealer and they wanted to sell me on a $400 battery package that gives me battery service or whatever for life. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. And they're like, well, we do that on every bike. And they pretty much insisted that I buy it. But in the end I said, I'm walking away and I'm not buying it. Otherwise I'll, you know, yeah, sometimes they get kind of aggressive that way. And, Oh yeah. I, I love the line when they say, when they say, well, it's because we're under contract, you know, we, we're, we have a contract where we have to sell this with every, you know, in this case that I'm talking about was with a vehicle. And, and I remember turning and, and, and this was all, you know, via the phone. And I said, okay, I need you to go to your, you know, your manager and I need you to let them know that that contract literally just cost them the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the sale. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, it was not a good, uh, not a good thing here. We got another, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just, yeah. So I agree with what you're doing. I, I, I like that stuff. You know, I think that that it gives uh, a, a solid bike into the consumer's hand at a, at a very, very cost effective price. And, and then yeah. they can go out and ride the thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, you guys beat it or beating a lot yeah, of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of it too, is that, you know, when the the first it's originally just the Koe rally 450 and as they have more models that come out and things like that, you know, I'm sure there'll be more opportunities for, for dealers to have more product. But part of it too, is that, you know, we're, we're only really like three models right now, the Kobe brand, Mm -hmm. as far as what's available, you know, you got the race model, the standard model, and then the, the motocross 250. But, as the next year goes on, there'll be more models coming available. And then it makes more sense for dealers to have a full line of them in the shop and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so in, uh, in kind of in, in closing and since we're on the topic of, of rally. So, uh, how soon are we going to see that, uh, that twin rally? Oh man, I'm you're, I'm pushing for that one. I I've I've probably driving the guys nuts on that one because that's uh, <laughs> one I'm pretty excited about myself. Uh, yeah. Uh, I am hopeful to have the first demos. Well, before the AIM Expo, we're gonna try to get some demos here before the AIM Expo and take them to that. So, nice. and then uh, yeah, that's one that 
will be a similar type situation where like with the rally 450 we'll import them probably for the first six months or a year as off-road models mm-hmm. uh, while while the bikes are in testing and so i'm hopeful to have some off-road models of those uh this summer and then you know hopefully certified street legal models maybe by fall mm-hmm. of this year so yeah I, I feel like that I, I mean i don't know the whole process but i feel like once you get one bike through the whole process uh-huh. i feel like that just kind of like snowballs it's like oh okay it's this brand again yeah hopefully so i mean it's uh, like right now uh, you know on the 450 they've got the euro certification and um and our testing was done the same time the euro testing was done mm-hmm. it's just waiting on paperwork for the government to pass it all through and you know the testing got done kind of just a little before thanksgiving to my knowledge mm-hmm. which you know that kind of thanksgiving and christmas and the holidays it, who knows how much the government's working on getting epa certification done for a small little motorcycle manufacturer you know so yeah i think, I, I think they're starting to worry. january february yeah yeah i'm i'm uh i'm i think they're starting to worry about who's getting reelected. <laughs> it's gonna yeah it's uh there's our uh, there's our government but i mean the the bikes i mean the cool part is is that it you know the bike as it shows up you know you have uh you know they they have turn signals right they have uh they already have some of the the equipment already on it it's not like it's a a foreign you know like okay now we got to figure out how to adapt this yeah i mean the the standard model is very very close to what the certified street model will be there's a few little differences that they've got to choke down the airbox a little bit to make the uh intake noise a little bit quieter and it'll be one of those things where um people buy a standard model and then i'm sure there'll be different aftermarket companies or using the oem airbox systems and stuff like that to kind of get it back up to what Mm -hmm. I, i maybe i shouldn't even say that i'll probably get in trouble for saying that but well, I mean, if it's a, I mean, if it's an off highway vehicle that is going to be for racing purposes, you know, then that's, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, there are, there's availability of parts for competition models. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, nice. Yeah, the street models will be certified street and the off-road models will be certified off-road. So yeah, there you go. And, and, and problem solved and, and time to go racing. Now I'm, I want to know, I saw there was some shots fired across over in the, uh, the Baja uh, the Promoto Baja group about uh, rally class or opening it up to kind of yeah. like a, an adventure type bike class. I think that's uh, I think that would yeah. be pretty hot. It would be nice to see a bunch of 450s down there. Yeah. So Andy Kirker's kind of been pushing for that, and Daniel Velasquez has talked to him about it as well. But um, it seems like there's some decent interest that way. Um, Andy has talked to the the guys at score and, you know, I think right now as it is, they, they want to do that. They want to have a, uh, it'll be kind of called a Kobe rally class, but it's not just specific to Kobe bikes. Um, they're in the final, they're in the stages of putting together kind of what the, the bike qualifier looks like. Um, it'll be something like it's a rally class that, you know, trying to determine what the rule that qualifies that as a rally bike because it's not going to be specifically like roadbook type uh event mm-hmm. it'll just be the rally bikes so something that in you know, one of the rules i think will be like that it has to carry seven and a half gallons of fuel or 
have the rally type body work or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they're trying to put together the kind of the rules on what qualifies as that. But yeah, I think that can be a good thing for a lot of people who, whether they have a pro bike with a road book or a standard bike or, you know, whatever they want to race there in the, in that class, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would be, I, you know, I would love to, uh, Oh man, this would be, this would be rad. I know this, we're going a little longer, but, uh, Baja 1000, uh, and the Mexican 1000, and then something like, uh, maybe either, uh, Vegas to Reno, if they still are going to do, yeah. you know, pick three long, not, not rally events, right? We, I mean, I'm, I'm partial to rally, yeah. but not rally events, but long distance point to point events where it's better suited for a rally type bike. Like San Felipe is going to be yeah. really tough on trying to do that on a 450 you get that windshield and you got 70 miles of whoops just to get right up but yeah baja 1000s those long long races you got a lot of long open roads um you know that would be rad to put like a triple crown type event you know points that kind of thing you know that that would be awesome yeah so sweet well cool well i'm gonna let you go we're get, uh, we got uh, a few more. We're going to do our like multiple episodes. Uh, obviously you guys nice. with supporting, uh, Kove supporting Mason, um, on, on the effort. I mean, getting him the bike and I mean, and he's not taking it easy on that bike. I don't know if I'm ratting him out yeah. by <laughs> saying that, but he, no. you know, obviously he can, he can ride and he's putting the bike through his paces and that's, that's awesome. I mean, it, it just gets more exciting seeing that, you know, that, that he's really going to push this bike and, uh, and we're hoping, you know, that he can get the same results he did last year on this bike, uh, and yeah. make, make the Austrians worry a little more. Yeah. I, I just hope he has a good time and it works well. And, you know, he could get through it, you know, last year, what was he, he had a wrist or a hand injury or something like that mm-hmm. or no, it was, he knocked his head pretty good. I guess he, he was a little bit silly. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully everything goes well, doesn't have any problems that way. And then, uh, after Dakar, I'll go down and get that bike back and go hang it on the wall or something like that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think that that's always, that's always cool. I've seen the ones, uh, I've seen posts like from Johnny Campbell racing, you know, that there's like Baja 1000, 1998, you know, when like there's bikes that have a history behind them and that's how they sit. You know, I, I, to me, that's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, Sonia coming over here to Mexico the first time ever and racing foreign in Mexico on the Sonora, in the Sonora. I mean, it's the same bike. It's, it's, it's cool to see some of the history and things that are happening, you know, with, with Kove and, uh, he's a passionate dude. They're a passionate company and I'm passionate about it. And I think, uh, the guys that are in rally are obviously passionate about it. So we're, we're yeah. pretty excited. Hopefully things go well. Yeah. Absolutely. They will. I think it's going to be uh it's going to be an awesome, uh, awesome Dakar. They got a lot of surprises for the guys with new stage types and, and things like that. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Are you going over? Or? Uh, I wish, but actually for a while I was wishing there was a, there was a chance after talking to the guys with the ASO at, uh, or working with them in uh, in Sonora, but, uh-huh. uh, didn't get the call. But that also opened it up to be able to attend uh, Coast to Coast Rally, Battleborn Rally, nice. to be able to do more yeah. events here stateside, which, uh, you know, I, I actually think I like more because I, I would rather see Rally grow, you know, yeah. 
here. The Dakar on the resume would look good, but you know, for what (laughs) there's events here that need support. There's things that are going on here that we could see it grow and, and, and just be that much better. I mean, not going to lie. I think that here in North America, we do off-road racing better than anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, it's just, that's, it's been around for so long, the deserts and stuff like that. It's not, it's rougher than what a lot of other countries see as far as rally goes, you know, other than like things like Erzberg rodeo and some of that hard enduro stuff. So I think Mm -hmm. we can take, you know, what, what gets done there and broaden it into the rally and bring more rally into it and continue to just continue to grow the sport. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of guys that are interested in in making the transition, you know, from off-road score sprint type racing over to rally. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it going. But awesome, well, sir. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, of course, we'll, uh, we'll try and see you at some of the uh, events coming up. Hopefully, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan. Are you guys uh, uh, sending anybody to coast to coast? Do you know anybody? I'm sure there'll be probably a few coves down there. You know, I got to get my head wrapped around all that and figure it out and see. I know Mike Johnson's talked about going down there. I know he's headed to the car. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Not Mike Johnson. Mike, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Georgeson. Uh, yeah, Montana Mike. Montana yeah. Mike, yeah. yeah. I think he's headed over with Mason, so that'll be cool. Yeah. I'm going to we're uh, gonna be bugging him. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're getting our updates from him. Better. Yeah, send send any little updates. We need it all. Yeah, I'm Mike, sure there'll be a lot going around. Yeah, d- did you hear that, Mike? If you're listening, <laughs> when you listen yeah. to this, <laughs> expect your phone to be going off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, awesome, excellent, sir. Well, it's uh, it's Friday, so I hope uh, hope you finish out the week good, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, all right, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Day. All right, you too. See you. Bye. See bye. All right, so there you have it, Gary Goodwin. It is the plan. That is what is happening. Mason Klein going to the Dakar, going to be riding a Kove Gen 2 bike. So you guys hear it. I'm going to drop it. You guys are going to hear this a lot uh, over the next course of the or over the course of the week. We're actually uh, we're recording this on a Friday. Tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to have a huge episode recording. It's to be its own. We're going to be talking with uh, none other than Mason, uh, his mom, Lisa and dad, Larry. Uh, maybe, maybe even Carter will be in on that one. I don't know. We'll see, but we're going to be talking about the rally and the effort that is going on. You guys are going to be hearing this episode again. We're going to be doing a lot of little bonus episodes, so make sure you're staying tuned and getting subscribed and putting the word out there. We're looking to help Mason Klein. We're looking to help all of our U S riders that are going, uh, but we're going to really work on having some stories and bringing you guys some details. So if you're hearing this episode, you have questions, uh, that you want answered about the rally world. Some of the things that we may not know or think of, you know, drop us a line, hit, hit us in the DM, drop the questions in the, in the Q and a, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, let's get this conversation going. Stay tuned for all of the updates and who we're going to be talking to. going to try and sprinkle in some technical stuff as well. See if we can get a hold of some of these guys behind it. Like I know AHM is working with Mason on the suspension. Um, you know, that's one, one Avenue. Let's see who we can uh, we can talk to. Maybe we'll get uh, Taco Mike on here talking a little bit about the 500s uh, and and what he does. You know, he's got a lot of insight, uh, does a lot of tuning. If you guys haven't heard his Taco Moto uh, and and finding out a little bit more about, you know, what it what it takes to build a bike for longevity and 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 rally raid. You know, he builds a lot of Baja race bikes. Baja, I think, is a very tough proving ground. Uh, 
as far as uh, durability goes and as far as just wringing these things neck. So a bike that's built for that is a bike that could work very well for rally uh, just by adding some fuel. So maybe we'll see about that. We're going to be looking. Uh, we'll be looking. Who do you guys want to hear on the show? Drop us a line. Let us know. But in the meantime, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Looking forward to our next one coming up. Remember, if you are out riding, do not forget to tag us at Chasing Waypoints. Hashtag Chasing Waypoints. And if you haven't already, get on over to the website. Get signed up for the newsletter, The Bivouac. North America's Rally Raid and Adventure Riding newsletter hey let's have some fun let's find out what are you guys up to let's get you featured if you're a brand and looking to get supported get some eyeballs get some ears on your business absolutely hit us up send us a message at podcast at chasing waypoints but anyway that is a wrap remember shiny side up see you guys